Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowing.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. Hey, everybody, Monkey down here in the Southeast US. Hope everyone's nice and high. We have Marge from Canada. Hello, hello, everybody. Marge from Central Canada. We also have Bubble Hawk. <laughs> G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from the land of the note ropes. And also, we have coming back to the panel this week temple grower and the crowd goes wild yes hello hello temple grower back still back. on treaty treaty six territory of course saskatchewan saskatoon canada yes still right. growing in soil still too hot outside but we still got championships up your way here we are no well today is the last one it's pretty it's like 32 outside but uh they're predicting you know a steep decline now so Damn. good Good for my grow now, don't you? Yep. Yeah, very quickly we get into the frost. Mm. So we don't talk about that. From yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about then. that. <laughs> I was yeah, I heard some people in the grocery store. They were it reminded me of Skyrim actually. They're like, there's a nip in the air tonight. It's kind of cold, bad for the crops, <laughs> kind of shit. And I was like, fuck, I didn't hear that. There is frost tonight, but we didn't get it, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Too early. Yeah, too early. I know I it's know. still September, but yeah, you can tell the leaves are starting to change. And we're saying, yeah, it's starting to feel a little bit like soup weather's coming soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, Dude, I like even soup, down though. this far south, you can actually tell the seasons are coming. Yeah, yeah I like my wait. summer, but on, honestly, it's hard to grow. So sorry, Bubble Huck, what were you going to I was going to say, we're, we're the opposite now. So we, we go into uh, beach weather and um, barbecue weather and all of that. So ah, now it's shrimp. Cold. Just turned into shrimps. <laughs> oh, he didn't make we that were... episode. Okay, he forgot. He didn't get the memo. No, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have to do a special episode where you guys ask me whether whether or not that's what we call it here. <laughs> what are they? What do they call? What do they call it in the land of Oz? <laughs> nice. Damn, yeah, you, you guys eat, do. You eat that shit, TJ? You eat shrimp and prawn and seafood? Well, if I can get it, keep in mind I'm like the most landlocked place in Canada. We have we have fish up north, but and probably there's shrimp and like little clams and shit. But no, um, I reserve that to when I go out to the coasts because, yeah, it's like not the same. <laughs> I used to live in PEI or on PEI for a year. And yeah, the seafood there was just like. Oh, that'd be uh, off the hook. Yeah, different, different. Oh, I like that. I didn't even catch that. It was so good. We were boiling blue crabs yesterday, man. So I mean, come on, you gotta do it. We're all so witty. Oh, aren't we? I love the seafood. It's not to love. <laughs> yeah, I love seafood though. I, uh, but I don't get it as much as I would like. So, what do you do? Well, the best thing about camping is kids. You go, you know, you go camping, and you'd be like, a lot of the places are coastal. And you go fishing or crabbing or whatever, and nothing better than taking it straight into the pot or onto mm. the grill straight from the water, it's as fresh mm. as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we had a camp back in the day when I was growing up on salt water. So basically, yeah, you could get in the boat, go catch crabs, fish with shrimp, whatever you wanted, literally right there off, off the deck, mm-hmm. and then come right back in and cook it immediately. And it does nothing quite like it. Yeah. They're fresh. 
<laughs> oh man, they're fresh. They, they're so fresh. We actually brought we brought shrimp back one time, and my mother said, "No, go put them outside till they die." <laughs> she was not going to touch them shrimp. They were still popping in the pan. Like, nope, nope, nope. Not touching those. Uh, popping in the pan is shit. What do you mean? What, what? Flipping like like official flop. Like, the shrimp will actually. Oh, that's hot. They'll, they'll snap their tails and stuff like that. Trying to. Oh to god. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boy, yeah. Lobsters the same. Yeah, same thing. Cracking and carrying on stuff. Yeah, it's pretty mud, brutal. Mud crabs. Oh, yeah. So careful with mud welcome crabs. to the okay. seafood podcast, everybody. Matthew's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. favorite clam. section. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fresh clam chowder. Ooh. Yeah, I would like to do these. I did see some prawns the other day in the shop, and I was like, should I? Should mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. But I did. You will. I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have to try it one day. But like TG said, he got a bit of the coast. Maybe want to go to the coast. Yeah. Well, like anything, the food, you know, where the food is from, it's always better. Um, always does taste better. Red lobster here, but like, fuck, you know, it's, <laughs> it's about, I don't know. Honestly, I couldn't, yeah, I, I can't think of a good, like, and I don't go to a lot of seafood rest or just restaurants in general. I like what I like and uh, seafood restaurant is not on my list right now, but just because I don't know where the fuck to go here, because I don't know if there's any good ones in this whole city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm, and you don't want to try it because bad seafood is very bad seafood. Though. Well, bad experience for sure. Yeah. You get fish and chips, you know, like anywhere, but yeah, fish is not like seafood, though, is it? No, no, not like. Yeah. Wait a minute, no, now, fish is seafood now. It's not shellfish, but it is seafood. Yeah, yeah no, but it, it's fish. It's fish. It's not considered seafood, really. It's that dodgy shit in shells that's considered seafood, right? Not in my country, man. <laughs> it comes from the water. It's seafood, you know. Considering yeah. you considering you're an island nation, effectively, <laughs> you should. You know, I thought seafood was pretty big over there. Like <clears throat> fish and yeah. chips is huge, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like 200 miles to the coast, and that's a long way for people in England. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 200 miles is. You not read the news. Do you not know how much sewage <laughs> has just been poured into our fucking seas here in the UK. God yeah, damn, just wow. drive 100 miles each way just to go uh, base scalloping every day you know it's just like what the heck but they, they were so good it was worth the drive we don't yeah. call seafood like when we catch fish up north and bring it and fry it we don't people here generally don't refer to it as seafood they just mm-hmm. it's like fish because you can catch yeah. it out of a lake or something it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be in the sea yeah because it's lake food mm. i think yeah there is a distinction but um you're right monkey obviously both live in the water mm-hmm. uh and fish in the sea, I don't know, technically they'd be seafood. Scampi are, isn't I, seafood, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe it is. I think it is. These guys was explaining it to me. Uh, I love scampi, have done for a very long time. And then one day they were like, why don't you go on Google, Mackie, on Google Images and search for what scampi is? And I've seen it and I haven't eaten scampi since. Thanks, lads. Thank you. You're welcome. More Thank for you. us. Fuck I yeah. I want to know what it is. Oh, it, it's like a locust, but pink. It's, it's oh. not. They're not pink. They're only pink. They turn pink when you cook them. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're insects of the sea. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. suck their ass off. Right. Well, you yeah. guess what? It's the best tasting ass ever. <laughs> there you go. Best Monsters are arthropod too. Those bugs. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think bugs. I've ever tried lobster though. Oh, no? Fuck. no, no, that's one of the best insects of the sea. I love lobster. Now, he's gonna start eating that thing. 
God damn, if you like if if you like scampi, jeez, you, you got to get onto that. Right, um, I'm, I'm going to have to go to some seafood buffet or something, and I that's what I'm going to have to do. Sparky's mm. asked are they they're prawns. Then they not are they aren't prawns. Scampi are a different. They they're a crustacean, but they're I'm going to look similar. This up. I don't even know what the <laughs> yeah. fuck scampi. I thought it was just like a dish made with shrimp. No, it's just a specific kind of shrimp-looking insect, Campy. fish insect. Yeah, they got okay. little claws. They're like a little mini lobster. Anyway, yeah, uh, Martin was supposed to be joining us tonight as well, but he hasn't arrived. Maybe he's busy doing some other shit. You know, he's a busy guy. He's got lots to do, so I don't think he'll be here today, unfortunately. But it's cool. We have TG back. That's very cool. Yeah, very it's nice. good to have you back, TG. Thanks for coming to join us, man, and coming to chat some shit with us. Mm. Good to be back. So there we go. Have we finished talking about seafood for now? We can go back to that later. Uh, <laughs> sure. <anytime. Yeah. laughs> Let me know. Oh, I'm kind of hungry now. The seafood? Yeah, maybe I want to try some of that seafood, man. It's for, all of a sudden, that prawn sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's do it, everybody. Let's move on to the cannabis news and events. Anything else to add before we move on? Anything? No, good. Let's do it. Let's do the news. So this week's cannabis news and events, everybody. Of course, there's big news all around the world this week, but we won't talk about any of that because we're going to stick to the cannabis news and try and ignore that shit that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because it's on every other news channel anyway. So let's not have it here. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, what happened? What's, what's happened? Oh, we're not going <laughs> to talk about it, Bubble. We're not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> right so we got some we got five news stories from around the world this week uh who's who wants to go first anybody want to jump in and get this but you got a good one monkey you want to hit that one first sure i mean i, I just saw this one come up there and i thought let's get the rage try. going straight away exactly. let's do it might as well get a magnet going because i know what's going to happen here though but you know anyway from marijuana moment it comes it says biden doesn't plan any marijuana moves ahead of midterms white house suggests what now, what? Mackie and I had been talking on Instagram and stuff like that, and he had asked me about uh, this and even before I knew anything about it. So when I saw this article pop up, I said, yes, might as well go ahead and, and cover this one, though. But the White House suggested on Friday that the president will not be making any cannabis policy moves ahead of midterm elections. This is, comes from the press, White House press secretary. He says, I have nothing else to add in the upcoming weeks. Now, this is crazy because a lot of midterm Democrats have been asking for motion on cannabis because, hey, who here doesn't remember the, the promise that was made li on live national television? Oh, I don't remember. To hear it. Oh, I don't really? remember, Monkey. No, can you, oh, can really? you tell us? What did he promise? <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the promise made was uh, we will decriminalize cannabis and expunge the records of those convicted for nonviolent crimes. So that was the promise that was made on national TV and it's well documented and it still has yet to be dealt with at all. Nothing's happened on this stuff. He's still got two years. He might do it, right? Well, you know, this is kind of what the article is saying here, but you know, right now, by this point, I think like a lot of people, it's been two years and you haven't moved an inch. I'm kind of doubting that you're going to move at all. Stupidness, so. man. So while on Air Force One, the press secretary was pressed whether or not the uh, initiatives would happen. And uh, because these issues had been raised by a lot of allies in the Democratic Party, and she acknowledged that while Biden's plans for cannabis policy have routinely come up in press briefings, she says absolutely nothing. She has absolutely nothing to announce new. 
So basically, what this is telling me is the Biden administration isn't even looking at cannabis right now. They have no announcements whatsoever to make. The only announcements that they have are that, uh, let me get down here into the specifics, it said. Uh, it says, okay, Biden specifically wants to, he says he, he, his actions, he seeks to deschedule cannabis, to decriminalize cannabis and allow states to have the right to either to choose whether or not it sh its use should be legal or illegal. Now, in order to do that, it seems to me like the U.S. has got to do something first before the states can do this. So you can promise me all the stuff up one side and down the other. But what the heck's happening here, you know? Now, the, the Biden administration also believes that there are too many people serving unduly long sentence for nonviolent drug crimes and a disproportionate number of those are of, uh, let's say, minorities, Black, Hispanics, whatnot like that. And so he did... He did promise to kind of uh, expunge these people and get them out a little bit because, hey, you know, it's basically it's all just a political thing like that. So all of these promises have been made, but the Biden administration has yet to expunge a single person. But Lister oh, brought up a really good point here. Maybe he just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? If it was anybody else, I'd say that's a stretch, but... We've all seen him speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah you know, I don't think he, I don't think this man can multitask. I think he can only handle one problem at a time, and I just don't. Not think even one, bro. Not even yeah, on one his radar yeah. yet. <laughs> the, the last few videos I've seen, one where he gets halfway through what he's trying to say and goes, "Ah, oh, never worry, never mind." My favorite one, <laughs> what he was saying. And, you know, I hate to the, go on about it, about because we don't want to rip on Joe Biden too much, you know. But one of the best ones he did is like, "If I could sum America up in one word." It would be some nonsense, but it's like the most important time you could ever fuck that up, Joe. Come on, man. Shit, you don't do any, you don't do yourself any favors. I think it's all an act. It has to be an act at this point. You know, he's just. Well, I watched him. I watched Sorry. him call himself a kitchen table, and I was like, <laughs> I don't. I do not understand. Like this, like he was trying to reference sitting around a kitchen table as a kid or something. But he's like, when I was a young kitchen table, I'm like. Oh, no. <laughs> when I was a young kitchen table, thought George really Bush was bad. Remember George Bush, the, the, the second one, and it'd be like, uh, "I believe human beings and fish can coexist together peacefully." <laughs> <laughs> and we thought that was bad. Let's go. Oh God, it's all gone crazy. Oh, it's all gone crazy. But it's just—I would say it was shocking that he still hasn't done it. But you know, this is our yeah. politician's role. Well, I mean, Biden made his first remarks after, since taking office about cannabis in July when he was pressed on the campaign trail uh, about what he's going to do. And he still says that he, he does not believe that nonviolent offenders should be incarcerated. And he plans on fulfilling his promise of, of uh, releasing these people. But hey, now, you, I mean, it's been two years since you've been elected, Joe. I mean, these people have just served two more years. Mm -hmm. You know, when are you going to start doing this stuff? The White House seems to, uh, the press secretary at least, seem to think that Biden is going to look at case by case and not throw a blanket clemency out there. Mm -hmm. Which so would probably be wise actually... to do. You know, there might be people who are guilty of violent crimes and shit as well. Yeah, you have to look at the whole thing. But at the same time, when you start doing that, I think that's going to just go ahead and stretch the whole process out a whole lot longer. If mm -hmm. you start looking one on one. But yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes there might be something in the back record and we certainly don't want a, a violent offender released to go out there and, and recommit a violent crime. So that's just not something there. So basically the article is, to sum it all up, uh, the article is saying, don't look to the president to do anything different right now. 
You need to look at the legislature and let them pass it because Biden ain't going to do it on his own. And it was so, Kamala Harris as well. She was one of the ones who were advocating for the expungement of people's records and legalization of cannabis, right? That's that was one of her big ticket things. She that was high on her list. But of course, you know, after they got elected, she's been told what to say and what not to say. And she has not commented much on that. That's but yes, shocking. that was that was big on her ticket was to get cannabis legal and to uh, get the banking going, things like that. Now, that's the one thing a lot of lawmakers right now, I think that's the first thing that we're going to see in the U.S. is, is uh, banking reform before anything else happens, because right now what's happening, uh, I think the government is starting to realize that there's money slipping through the cracks. If they don't get this banking reform done, that they're potentially going to be losing more money. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I expect them to do. You got to remember, government runs by money. It's all yeah, about the money. And they're pushing for that cashless society nowadays as well. So you need to really do something about this whole weed thing. Yeah. So the good news and the bad news is Biden says he's going to do something. The bad news is he ain't going to do it yet. Hmm. So I don't know what to say, guys. You know, it was a great article. Look at it. Said, well, they're not going to do anything. And the more you read it, it's we're, we're right back to square one. Yeah, it's terrible. So for man. me. I mean, at this point in time, I'm not going to listen to anybody on a camp train trail making a cannabis promise at all. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, not any promise, mate, even if it's not about cannabis. This is just ones which we've noticed because we're involved in the cannabis community. So yeah. we're involved in it. But there's loads of others that they've, they've made promises and they've just lied to us, man. They just lied to us to get their fucking vote. They yeah. all do it all over the world. It's not just American politicians or UK politicians. It's all over the fucking world, man. They're all crooked. Even if they do legalize too, remember, um, that was what we were promised. And uh, at this point in the game, it's still a shit show for most of the legacy players. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I, should, I shouldn't say most. I should say it's still very difficult uh, to, to really get into it um, compared to what, they, what we expected it to be and what it should and could be. Um, so, yeah, even if you do get legalization as they promise, it might not be exactly what uh, you want. So, yeah, yeah. well, we've got candidates on the trail that is trying to get the government to make a commitment here because I think that they realize, well, they think at least that this would give them a lot of clout with with uh, cannabis advocates, though, if they would go ahead and give us a little bit of maybe a breadcrumb or two here or there, kind of thing like that. And uh, I think, Mackie, you had heard this, uh, I think it was the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania had actually pulled Biden into like a private meeting for like a half an hour or so, and you know while on the campaign trail trying to convince him to do this legalization thing and, you know, fell on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Because he's got uh, other sponsors, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about that last week, you know, the billions of dollars coming from the other side to keep it illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a money game. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a money, money game. game. And we're stuck in the middle of this money game. It's fucking fast, mate. It you is. know, and we can complain sitting out here doing our podcasting, but there's people who are like actually locked up in prison time away from their family, they don't know freedom and risking their lives pretty much. Prison is a dangerous fucking place, man. And it is. And then you got people years. like me in, in places that have to grow their own medicine uh, clandestinely because that's the only way I can access it, you know? So mm-hmm. what, what's fair about this, you know? It's bad, man. Yeah. And hopefully we have some, uh, some... We'll get a better answer soon for this, you know, hopefully. We have some news that kind of ties to this is that the UK blocks Bermuda from legalizing cannabis, threatening yeah. constitutional mm-hmm. crisis during Liz Truss's first week. Liz Truss is the new prime minister, the unelected prime minister of the UK. But that's how things work here. You know, we have unelected head of states and 
and prime ministers and shit. <laughs> so how how democracy? Does that work? How does she how does she block it? What because she's head of state? She yeah. can, she has final say. Why don't uh, they block us? Well, yeah, that's a point, isn't it? Because you're part of the the Commonwealth as well. But this is a it's a little bit different with Bermuda. Let's have a look at the article and we can uh, read through some of it. Because uh, tiny oh, nation, I mean, it's got to basically be dependent on somebody else. It's so small. Mm-hmm, I suppose mm-hmm. it's a good point. Canada, Canada can just tell us to fuck off. UK, blo- so I won't read the title again. Uh, Bermudan officials slammed the confines of our constitutional relationship with the UK government after the mm-hmm. intervention. And that's it. There, uh, there's a certain word which they use. I can't remember what it is. It's uh, it's a British territory, so we look after them pretty much. It's like a like the Isle of Man and the Isle of Wight. These little places. I would. Yeah. Is is that their choice though? Well, it's you use your finger quotation marks and say it's their choice. Yeah, it's kind of their choice. You know. But they've been looking. They've been thinking about fucking the UK off for a while now. Like, you know, do we really need this anymore? We don't have the old British Empire thing. Maybe we should just yeah. tell them all to fuck off and do our own thing. So this yeah. is going to push them in that direction even more. Good. The UK government has intervened to block the legislation of cannabis in Bermuda, which threatens a constitutional crisis and could destroy relations with a British overseas territory during Liz Truss's first week in office. So. Yes, I think it will. I mean, it, you can't be telling them what they can and can't do. And the, the overwhelming population voted for the legalization of cannabis. So them guys over there in Bermuda were like, yeah, man, let's legalize weed. And then us guys over here in the UK were like, nah, sorry, you can't do that. But who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Caribbean nations, you know, they, there's a lot of them down there. St. Vincent and, and those, those, uh, those islands, they're producing some amazing cannabis and and uh, Colombia and stuff too. And once it gets legalized for importation purposes and stuff like that, I think those countries are really poised to, to mm-hmm. you know, disrupt the money. market. Yeah. But, um, you know, the UK is the number one exporter of cannabis or hemp or whatever that weird statistic is. And and also, yeah, it's, they just, you know, it seems like still like to throw their colonial weight around. It says here, uh, Bermuda's UK-appointed governor, civil servant Raina Lalji, I think that's how you say it, typically gives uh, assent to law on behalf of the Queen, usually yeah. serving as little more than a rubber stamp for legislation. But in a statement on Tuesday, she said, I have now received an instruction issued to me on Her Majesty's behalf not to assent the bill as drafted. So I don't know if that actually came from the Queen or not. Assented anyway. That'd be sweet. Just stamp the fucker. What are you gonna do? Mm, is, that's it. What are you gonna do? You're gonna send the fucking army around there. <laughs> what are yeah. you gonna do? You know, if they legalize anyway, what can you do? The naval well, blockade of, of Bermuda, right? I was, I was gonna say it'd probably end up being trade sanctions and things like that, especially mm, more like reliant on that. Mm. I'll so, give you some shit. I'll, you know, I'll trade with you. I'm good. Fuck. I'm from yeah. Canada. <laughs> 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 don't worry about Canadian it don't even worry <laughs> <laughs> from saskatchewan yeah <laughs> take, this, take the mighty north sask river <laughs> it says here uh, it is thought the decision was down to mistrust herself who remained foreign secretary until she took office as prime minister on tuesday rather than a newly appointed foreign secretary james cleverly mm, uh, that's what bermuda looks like that's cool yeah it looks uh looks like a nice place man yeah it's like a 
coral thing. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you can Plenty get in, in the island in like 30 minutes, man. It's a tiny little place. Yeah, it does say in this article somewhere how many people live there, but it's in there somewhere. Um, responded on behalf of the Bermuda, Bermuda government, Attorney General Kathy Lynn, Kathy Lynn Simmons said the move was disappointing but not surprising, given the confines of our constitutional relationship with the UK government and their archaic interpretation of the narcotics conventions. It's like, is it just the UK left now who's sitting here like, being, no, we can't have cannabis, no, no. Is, that, is it just it seems, us? It seems like you guys are the most stubborn. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ireland's pretty uh, shitty and the Middle East and Asia, but yeah, out of the Western places, you guys are like very strange, being that you have such a robust cannabis culture there, you know? Really? Uh, and your proximity yeah. to Europe and everything like that, with you know the history and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something to do yeah. with the uh, the companies we have here, like GW Farmer, who grows their own cannabis and exports it. Maybe, maybe just you know, just mm-hmm. just throwing it out there. I'm not saying that's the reason why. Yeah, like, again, we <laughs> talked a little bit about that last week. Again, you know, this is how the pharmaceutical companies keeps their dollars flowing in. They make sure nobody else can grow that shit. The remote territory in the North Atlantic has a population of about 60,000, but is known for its status as a tax haven for corporations and the mega wealthy. Hmm. All about banking. Maybe that's why or some, some weird ties to something financial. I don't know. He said, uh, Bermudan Premier David Butthurt. That's not actually not his name. It's the David- <laughs> Bermudan <laughs> Premier David Burt. <laughs> but he might as well be Butthurt, anyway, I bet. That's what you were called in school. He's yet to respond to the move, but previously warned if Her Majesty's representative in Bermuda does not give assent to something that has been passed lawfully and legally under this local government, this will destroy the relationship we have with the United Kingdom. So hmm. the UK needs to make up their mind here. Do they want to lose essentially a friend? I mean, are they a friend? Do they just suffer with Stockholm syndrome at this point? It's, hmm. You know. I think they'll uh, they'll cut cut ties really, and just move on to do their will. own thing. Over, just over cannabis, you think they'll do it? No, it's the principle of it. It's like you can't mm-hmm. fucking tell us what to do, you cheeky yeah. bastards. Everybody in this country agreed. Well, not everybody, but you know, a large majority in this country agreed that we want to legalize cannabis here. And if you mm-hmm. don't want to do it, if you want to try and stop us, then fuck you. Yeah, well, I just find it yeah. strange. Like, I wonder if there's any. You know, did the Queen call? Trudeau when in 2018 and be like you know I don't know about this or whatever and he's like <laughs> Fuck know yeah. cannabis, no? <laughs> you know because we're we're you know big enough or something that it didn't matter but mm-hmm. we, we're still you know we pay tax I don't even know how it works with our relationship I think it's the same as Australia really but I know we're definitely still like our governor general here is is the same as what the, their titled person that I can't remember the name of now that is a rubber stamp for royal assent everything i just don't see the queen getting involved in something like that she was always and you know speaking in the past tense now that's crazy you know but she was always like it seemed as if she would just you know you do your thing yeah i mean maybe not the queen but but the the royals the royal firm the royal firm in charge of Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes things or you know whatever you know, know go on Bermuda, do it anyway. Fuck the UK. We ain't got a clue what's going on with ourselves, man. Don't let us try and tell you what the fuck to do over there. <laughs> what are you going to do? Not have any bangers and mash anymore? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> One less public holiday. That's about it. You know, Bermuda, yeah. you do you, man. 
That's fuck the right. UK. Fuck them, the cheeky bastards. But yeah, you do your thing. Legalize, man. It's the right thing to do. And you know it. Don't let these archaic motherfuckers try and tell you that you're wrong. Not saying. Speaking to Bermuda here, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, it seems to be a, just a very common thing these days. I mean, we see it in the, in the states right now. I mean, we have an overwhelming majority that, that favor legalization, but the government won't give it to us. Here you go with Bermuda. You know, majority says do it. The government won't give it to you. Look at the UK. Come on, Mackie. I know you guys over there have a majority of people in the UK that thinks cannabis should be available. Mm-hmm. Just the government says no. How do we yep. change the government? I mean, we got we got to do this at, at the polls. We got to vote our way in on the shit. Yeah, that doesn't really work here in the UK, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, democratic you know, system. Australia, a... They got they got a pro cannabis uh, party. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we should we, we sh- you shouldn't need to have a pro cannabis party. Like it really shouldn't be mm-hmm. that big of a fucking issue no. that you need to have. Not, not when you yeah. got seventy percent of the people say make it legal. You know, it mm. should be done. Uh, I mean, uh, you, you've second. got trouble down there in Australia still, haven't you, Bubba Huck, with your news article here? We do. Um, and I mean, look, you know, it seems to be every week I come to you with another one of these. Um, but the it's, it's, a, it's a sad state of affairs, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Um, so my one comes actually from Sydney Criminal Lawyers. So these guys, um, they're, they're always popping up stuff like this with criminal law and traffic law. Uh, but this one is Australian police continue to raid cannabis farmers, meanwhile, in Thailand. So strike force um, Mastia raided a Pete's Ridge property on the 26th of August, seizing 50 kilos worth of cannabis heads and 2,137 plants from four greenhouses. So New South Wales police officers arrested three men in relation to the setup, charging them with large commercial cultivation and commercial supply. Uh, with an estimated street value of $8 million, Cannabis was later destroyed by police with the assistance of the Rural Fire Service in New South Wales. A major bust comes on the back of similar such large-scale takedowns around the country, including an $80 million seizure in parks, a $40 million raid in southern Queensland, and the shutting down of a $2 million grow house operation in western Sydney's Campsie. Former South Australian police officer turned cannabis campaigner Damon Adams has explained that officers can't stand such operations as dealing with the crops after the raid is one of the most time-consuming jobs you can do as a cop. We know oh, that yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is why I picked That's this funny. article. <laughs> because, yeah, uh, so a lot of cops would like to see it legalised and regulated, Adam said. It's going to mean a lot more time for them on the street to do proactive policing and go after criminals mm-hmm. that actually have legitimate, legitimate victims. How many times have we said this? You know, it's the they must listen to, to the show. Rhetoric. Yeah, they must. That's what it is. <laughs> Um, so it, it goes further and says, but whilst the authorities in this country continue to balk at the idea of legalizing the fairly innocuous plant over in Thailand, the government has removed all criminal sanctions directly relating to the plant. So now it's available in retail stores, outdoor markets, and even shopping malls. Damn. Uh, there. So <clears throat> it goes on down here and it's talking about the numerous cannabis stores they're selling um ranging edibles gummies cookies brownies and smokable which you can purchase via the gram or in pre-rolls um so they removed the scheduling of cannabis uh, as a controlled narcotic plant in february and on the 6th of june it became legal to consume unless you're under 20 or a pregnant or breastfeeding woman and the sale of cannabis products is above board as long as the business is licensed it's it's just weird you know like um 
where are we? So swimming against the tide. So as, as we go a bit further down, we get into a bit more of the Australian side of it. So, uh, but whilst people can draw back on a joint in the outdoor area of certain cafes in, I'm, I'm assuming it's Chiang Mao. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, in Australia, an individual can still be arrested for doing the same, despite cannabis being the most widely used drug in the country after alcohol. Uh, according to Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission's illicit drug data report of 2019 and 2020, 76,669 cannabis arrests took place over those 12 months, which marked a 30% increase over the last decade, 91% uh, of these arrests being consumer-related. So this means that the majority of energy, resources and finances Australian police are using to combat cannabis is wasted upon seizing small amounts for personal use. And whilst the taxpayer expense is significant, the harm these arrests cause the individual is much greater than the plant can cause. But the real folly in Australia, in Australian authorities maintaining the cannabis criminalisation model is that the consumption and personal possession of cannabis has been totally legal in Canberra, the seat of the Australian government, since 31st of January 2020. So essentially they're saying, hurry up and take a, take a leaf out of Thailand's book <laughs> because <laughs> we're starting, you know, it's, it's starting to make us look stupid. Uh, with the amount of money and the amount of the people that actually want it, it's it's really getting ridiculous at this point. Mm. Um, and people are starting to realise that the only reason that it's still illegal is because it's putting money into policing. And, you know, the fact that 70-odd thousand or more than almost 80-odd thousand cannabis arrests and majority of those being for users, that's just a waste of money. What you know, and, and we're talking people that have probably only got, you know, a quarter, a half, an ounce mm -hmm. maybe in their possession, and they're being stung for that, dragged through the courts. It's wasting court time. It's wasting police resources. It's just, you know, and That's and so they, these people still go out and smoke weed again because they know that the, the whole system's full of shit. Yeah, and to have the, <clears throat> pardon me, to have them come out and say that, oh. It's the police don't like doing it because it's a waste of time and it and it takes them away and there's all this paperwork and they got to do all of this. Well, yeah, it is a waste of time. Just fucking legalize it and be done with it and go about yeah. actually sorting out real crimes that have real real victims. You know, so stupid. Yes, man. Well said. Yeah. But what can we do about it? Vote, maybe. Maybe all we can do, man. We got to get the right mm -hmm. people in there to actually decide to do something. People mm -hmm. that are going to you know pick up the fight. And actually do what they promise, but Which is, that's what that's what the USA did last time. Anyway, you know, <laughs> voted in the politician who said, "Yeah, we'll we'll fix and, this weed problem like for said, you." Fool me once, shame on you. Okay, ain't happening. Fool again. man can't care. get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> that was another George Bush one. Shit, that was an hilarious well, one. Fool me once, got... shame on you. Fool me twice. A fool man can't get fooled again. There you go. <laughs> We've got Dr. Brian tomorrow as well. So Dr. Brian Walker is one of the Australian um, legalized cannabis guys. So, and he's actually been elected and he is actually doing things. So and he's coming on to the to show soon, isn't he? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. 13th. That's well, tomorrow. tomorrow for me. Tomorrow for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an early one, that interview, everybody. I see 11 o'clock in the morning for us in the UK. So if you're up early. In the morning for monkey. So, uh, yeah, monkey ain't making it. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried to push it as far as I can because they're they're on the other side of the country, so they're actually two yeah. hours or two and a bit hours behind us. Mm -hmm. So 
I pushed it for like 8 p.m. my time, which is 6 p.m. their time. So Ooh. all these time zones, man. So then we have some <laughs> news out of like the only one of the few places anyway that seems as if they're doing the logical thing and making the right steps when it comes to cannabis legislation. Marge has a decent story. Right, Marge? I do. I do have an, an interesting story. Uh, free high-dose THC edibles for hard drug users in DTES at Center of BC Court Case. And free? for those of you who don't know, DTES is a downtown east side in Vancouver, which is a pretty notorious area for hard drug users. And uh, it, it looks like that this fellow in the picture, I don't know if you have that up on this. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, this fellow in the picture is named Neil Magnuson. And he has a dispensary in the downtown east side of Vancouver, and they give out high dose cannabis edibles for opioid addicts and probably other addicts as well to help them get off of their help them get off of drugs. Basically, mm-hmm. he has a program called the Cannabis Substitution Program. His dispensary is an unlicensed dispensary, so he's working with these um, people in the downtown east side. And he's scheduled to appear in court because he was charged. I think his dispensary was shut down. He was charged with drug trafficking charges, even though I believe all he had in his dispensary was cannabis. Um, And his dispensary was called Healing Wave Dispensary. And that's where he ran the cannabis substitution project out of. Uh, He said that the high dose edibles he's given out for the past five years are part of an effort to divert residents from contaminated illicit opioids. And he wants to be able to offer the drug legally by obtaining a federal exemption from Canadian drug laws. He submitted an application to Health Canada two years ago. And this is basically because the, the edibles that they're giving out to these opioid users are way stronger than anything you could legally buy in a dispensary, which makes sense because for probably a lot of these folks, uh, 10 milligrams is a laughable amount when you can go out and get, I don't know fentanyl or heroin or whatever the case anything you want really huh yeah and it looks like they had 268 members of the substitution project that they were and they're also uh, petitioning to be able to permit to carry up to 30 grams of drugs on their person although i believe in canada that is legal so i'm not really sure what that's about but um, they are quoted as saying we launched the program in response to the prevent province declaring an overdose declaring overdoses a public health crisis. Our issue has been since cannabis legalization, we were required to apply for licenses through the federal government, Magnuson said. They have yet to give us a response. So he's put, you know, in some of these requests two years ago, and he's still waiting for some answers. And of course, he is now, looks like he's in, possibly in jail. I'm not really sure. I thought that's somewhere in the article. Wow. Funny thing is, sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask me, isn't, isn't gifting cannabis legal in Canada? Like you can give up, gift up to uh, an ounce or something like that? I think so. Like you can legally have 30 grams of right. cannabis on, on your person. And then, but I mean, I don't understand how they're shutting this guy down. And if, he, if he's just giving cannabis away. Well, if it's an unlicensed dispenser, he's probably also, you know, selling yeah. it too. Yeah. But it could be as a private citizen, he could actually do this as, as let's say, uh, you know, a not-for-profit kind of situation and just, I mean, what yeah. would, what would we prevent him from just going around and giving out high-dose uh, cookies as long right. as he didn't have more than he was illegally allowed to have on him at one time? It's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I do. It, the article does go on to say that the one participant of the program who is asked to remain anonymous 
uh, has said that the high dose edibles has helped her taper off heroin and fentanyl entirely over the past 12 months. So, I mean, if you go by a N1 experiment, it's worked for one person, but you know, it's, it's a, a very interesting concept. And I don't know if a lot of people are trying to do something like that, like uh, replace cannabis for something a lot stronger. It looks like she, this same person says she would go and line up outside of Madison's motor home to receive a free supply of edibles containing 420 milligrams of THC, which like I said, is obviously a lot higher than the legal 10 milligrams that you can get in a legal mm -hmm. dispensary. So she's like, when she wakes up in the middle of the night with withdrawal or whatever, she'll take a cookie or a gummy and take some of these products throughout the day to help her overcome mm -hmm. the, the physical, uh, Come yeah, anything that works for people to get them off that fucking off that shit that will kill them right it's, yeah it's just crazy exactly. you know, there's even there's, there's even an argument about this shit man i know and i think his really what he's running into is that he's not a legal dispensary because i imagine maybe he's running the dispensary to help subsidize this program as well uh and also the edibles themselves are a lot higher than what's legally allowed so He's going to court. I'm not sure if it says here what actually happened to him because I found out about his cannabis substitution program actually a few weeks ago. And I tried to get a hold of this guy. And this could be why I can't. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's in the middle of dealing with this court case. So hopefully, hopefully I get a chance to talk to him because I think what he's doing is pretty interesting. And yeah. it's just, you know, the power of cannabis to help people, you know, go from one seriously evil drug to something a lot more benign and and helpful so mm. oh yeah look i think this the other side of that it's you know when do the when do pharmaceutical companies step in and start having a whinge as if they're getting them off these things like fentanyl and heroin it's not not a far stretch to imagine getting them off opiates is it no and, 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 and pharmaceutical the companies is, is uh, lobbying against them sent with big big money i'm talking billions of dollars a year just to keep the yep. stuff illegal so they don't lose their money it's exactly what's happening here and all the money all the money for the major parties they get it's all lobbied it's all donated so a lot of it comes from big pharma and um and the alcohol lobbies you know, the fact that the fact that the the politicians can stand up in front of a in front of the media and pour themselves a beer and that's more than fine mm -hmm. you know and they you know they can sit there and film themselves drinking a beer but oh god forbid they have a fucking joint you know what i mean like sure man they can light a cigar and and, and drink drink yeah. a cocktail and do that all on live tv motherfucker you can see it not a problem you can't even drink dance that finish the finnish prime minister got in shit for like dancing right like I saw these, that. these people man. just yeah you know because people are just like it's not that they don't well they don't want you to have fun but they just yeah it's like if you don't do what i do then fuck you basically well um, there are some people that you said that they don't really want you to have fun there are some people that think it fun is actually a bad thing yeah i, yeah, I know i know sure. such people you know they think it's a sin to have fun yeah yeah fuck there's them. that aspect <laughs> exactly man fuck them man <laughs> fuck them motherfuckers. Exactly. I'm, I'm having too much fun right now fuck them <laughs> yeah that's it Ain't gonna steal. Ain't gonna fucking blow my heart, bro. So you know, even though Canada seems to be ahead of everybody else with with legislation around the world, well, you know, at least uh, ahead of most places, they still got problems. Man, you guys still have issues up there, don't you? Still Us? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah of course um legalization even if it was like full-on legalization it wouldn't solve all the problems you know those problems are a lot deeper than just not having access to cannabis having access to something really a lot safer is important um to help people that that are in trouble um have an alternative to things that may or may not work for them but uh yeah of course we still have i mean i don't know if you guys were paying attention to that big stabbing spree here in saskatchewan uh mm-hmm. recently uh you know and um now the the james smith cree nation is coming out and asking for help with rehabilitation for crystal meth and stuff because meth is a huge problem here you yeah. know even though we have legalized this and that and and we're a quote-unquote liberal country yeah there's shit still sucks for a lot of people and and uh until you address those issues you know you're not gonna really be able to get rid of this shit i don't think but uh yeah that's that's a tall order so that's the math's a big problem here too and and the thing that i think pisses most of us off is that you always you'll always see every couple of weeks there'll be a oh cannabis farm busted cannabis farm busted where the fuck's these meth labs like there's plenty of it out there I know it's 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 got to be getting made here because they keep doing all these busts like they they busted like 600 kilos of it coming in um where they'd hidden it inside uh mining equipment and they busted all of that but there's there's still there's still people running around it's all getting made in china china a lot of a a lot of it's still getting made here trust me really Uh, people in the outback all breaking bad style with rv and shit sorry everybody the cartels too there's a lot of it comes from you know the cartels they don't do uh weed anymore obviously but they've Mm. switched to avocados and meth basically damn but yeah it's it's fucked and uh i don't know legalization's cool but uh, you, you need all those other programs in place because yeah i mean weed weed's good but honestly like I, I have some back pain that i can smoke all of my cannabis and i still won't touch it right so there are mm-hmm. there's a place and a time and a place for for other drugs it's just mm-hmm. they shouldn't be first in line like they are right now and they shouldn't be just taken so lightly because those drugs are insane you know um the the pharmacology behind them and everything is is mm-hmm. crazy so mm-hmm. yeah oh you have a little back pain let me go ahead and give you some fentanyl for that tg you'll feel much better yeah, yeah, I know I will, but like, holy fuck. That's really? damn crazy, man. That fentanyl seems to be some dangerous shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Way too easy. Way too Saying easy. That's to what called Taylor Hawkins, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's everywhere, though. Killed by, you know, just cocaine and heroin being dosed with fentanyl, and it's just wiping people out, man. And there's, yeah, there's that's, a... A, that's an issue. You can't Sorry. even really get real heroin apparently like i I subscribe Mm. like dana larson does his drug testing thing in vancouver there's another similar service in toronto and they were they consistently say like heroin like where's the heroin it's all other opiates um not opiates but opioids right synthetic fentanyl derivatives and this shit that are cut with benzos now and all this fucking garbage so so they can make it cheaper than they can produce the you know the real stuff the the synthetic stuff is cheap and easy Mm. and fast to make definitely crazy crazy crazy. shit man it'll kill you too man Mm -hmm. we have one more story uh, from canada again with tg do you want to take yours away there tg sure yeah ours is uh mine i should say is is close to my heart i'm wearing 
the Toba Grown shirt right now, actually. Sweet. Um, so this has a bit to do with that. But the, the title, it comes from the website StratCan. It's a great website for like lots of Canadian cannabis news. Uh, David Brown is the author, and the title is Supreme Court to Hear Final Arguments in Challenge of Quebec's Home Grow Ban, so in, on September 15th. Um, and yeah, so in addition to Jesse's uh, fight uh, against the, the ban on the Manitoba Home Grow, Quebec was the first actually to, uh, to get that fight going back in 2019. There was a challenge. Quebec banned it, and then somebody challenged the uh, the gentleman, Janik Murray Hall, in 2019. Uh, they successfully argued at the time that the province's ban on residents to go cannabis home was in violation of the federal law. Um, but then the province quickly appealed, and in 2021, the ban was reversed. So fast forward to this week, um, on Thursday, actually. On that day, the Supreme Court of Canada will be hearing the final arguments from lawyers on both sides of the issue, with Quebec's lawyers arguing that the province has the right to ban growing of non-medical cannabis, because you can't touch medical, because that was already, you know, enshrined through a, a previous court case in 2017. So, but yeah, cannabis at home, while the opposing team argues the province does not have the right to do so. Um, and basically... <clears throat> the federal government left it up to the provinces to be able to kind of see, do it as they see fit. You know, they, the four plants thing, um, the provinces can restrict that in BC. I think you can't have it seen by public, you know, if you're in public, you have to have it covered or some shit. Um, you can restrict it up to one, but you can't restrict it to zero, which these two provinces have done. And that's what these court cases are about. So on, yeah, on the 15th, this newest hearing by the Supreme Court will be the final say in this case, says uh, Maxim Guerin, who's the head or the lead attorney for the case representing uh, Quebec and Murray Hall. And there'll be no more opportunities for either side to appeal. So this is like the, the gavel will smash. And in relation to Jesse's case, this is this will set a precedent. You know, if if the federal government or the Supreme Court agrees with Quebec's ban, probably Manitoba will have a very tough time uh, fighting that um, and, and getting their ban lifted. But um, it goes on to say that Garen is cautiously optimistic, you know, that it, uh, that it will go and uh, the Fed or the Supreme Court will agree with them because it's a big change in constitutional law. It's a challenge. Ultimately, it's a challenge between federal and provincial powers. So it, it's kind of like, you know, the the federal government and everybody in Canada votes for these things, but then the provincial has the power just to say no, fuck that. Um, is kind of like, what's the point then? Um, and I, I, from my non legal, no idea what I'm talking about perspective, it seems like that's a, I don't know, going down that route would be, you know, provincial self autonomy and stuff like that. That's not what this Canada, the, the way the parliamentary system, everything was built on, and I don't think that's what anybody really wants. So. Um, and the arguments themselves are solid, you know, because all the, the, the anti-grow people are the saying the same shit as they always have, where, you know, safety for kids, it's going to burn your house down, it's going to be all moldy, and you're going to die because when you smoke it, you're going to get sick, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, which in every other fucking province doesn't happen. I mean, that should be evidence enough, right? Um, but yeah, so September 15th is the uh, the day to watch. I'll be watching for sure. I'm actually like... 
I don't get nervous about stuff, but like this is something I'm gonna like always have on my mind until it either happens or doesn't. So yeah. Man. Yeah, and that's it. There's a lot to be lost here as well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. If it goes Big the time. wrong way, but it shouldn't go the wrong way, right? You should be Jesse. You'll be okay. I mean, yeah. I, 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 the way things have gone in the past with regard or in regards to these types of cases, the you know the the Allard case in 2017, that the medical, uh, you know, because they they took away our right to home grow in 2014 when they switched from MMPR or MMAR to MMPR, and then forced us all to buy the fucking shit from the government uh, licensed companies and that was just nobody like myself you know i, I smoke a thousand dollars a month how the fuck can i afford that and there's people that use far more than me mm-hmm. so we challenged or there's a not we i shouldn't say we as the community but there's a five or six people in that case they challenged it and won there was a similar case smith owen smith for the edibles because you couldn't make edibles back in the day either because it's processing and all this bullshit um so yeah thinking about those uh i think we'll be okay but um you know you don't know till it's over so yeah it just does well because uh, jesse said as well because he has dual citizenship he's a citizen of canada and the uk once he's done with this shit going on in canada it's going to come over here and try and sort mm. the shit out of here as well yeah, I don't know how like international precedents work, but if yeah, like hopefully that can be somewhat of a you know, it's like we did it here, motherfucker. And but I guess they'd probably just say, Well, your judges are different than ours, or you know, yeah. it's different here, it's different, whatever. It's typical politician, yeah. Well, you just don't know how it is here, you know. We're different, yeah. we have to do something different. What? Yeah, whatever. I mean, us, the United States, well, most of the states, whether medical or fully legal uh there's so many countries coming online in europe now you got colombia and and fucking like what the fuck you know well, uruguay's been legal a while now so yeah mm-hmm. what well, yeah and growing your own it's so it's just from a personal perspective i find that just so fucking offensive that they're just like anything else you want to grow in your basement in your tents go right ahead you want to grow tropical plants that you need 38 degrees and 100 percent humidity mm-hmm. go ahead you want to grow cannabis though no no can't yeah. be doing that like what it does seem a little bit elitist though you'd have to have a special permission and a license to germinate yeah. seed you know i just reapplied for mine it cost me money and it's stressful and it's bullshit and you know i do it because it's peace of mind i guess but like what the fuck it's uh-huh. in the interim I, and nothing's different right it's not like my plants all of a sudden become like shitting out fire and like poison everywhere when it's not legal and then when i get my license again then it's legal and it's okay like i just i don't know it's it's such a control freak thing mm-hmm. and they need to mm-hmm. fuck off you're not hurting anyone What's, no, what, no. Where's, where's the victims <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, with or without the license either way he's not hurting mm-hmm. anybody I yeah, never like one. I I take offense to the even notion that I would hurt anyone with what I'm doing. So yeah, you know, but exactly, uh, man. yeah. Do you need a license too much? Oh no, because I'm just like legally in Ontario, you can grow four plants per yeah. household. So here too, I speak from a medical. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. operating under a different license, TG. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can still grow can... four plants, but yeah, yeah. Anything about that, you have to have special licenses. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only 
only if you want to grow more being a medicinal user to use to make your own extracts and things like that, you have to have the license. Yeah, for whatever right. reason. Okay. Or if you're in Quebec or Manitoba, right. this is one way you can grow because they didn't they can't ban the medical right to grow because that's already been challenged and you know the Supreme Court would say, Go fuck yourselves. We already talked about this. So yeah, yeah. Uh that can't be challenged. So if you are in Quebec and Manitoba and you have a medical license, you can still grow. But for the rest of Canadians that we legalize cannabis and they're just like, no, you gotta still buy it from the store. And it's shit. <laughs> Mostly, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they shouldn't okay. have to do this, but how hard is it to get a medical permit? No, not. I mean, yeah, to yeah, it's not hard, but yeah. it is a lot more work than is is should be needed, and you you still have to like, you know, you're in the database. Some people don't appreciate that. Right. You're in the government's like, you know, they can come legally. They could come to my house anytime and and check in on shit so there's all these things that come with being licensed and and stuff uh that suck but yeah it's something uh, in the uk which I'll, I'll never do you know if they're like yeah you can grow as many as you like if you just sign up for this license here it's like fuck you <laughs> and next week they say oh you remember what that mean? license uh we don't we don't we don't we've actually anymore. changed our mind now exactly. and you know yeah. cannabis We're is illegal come again come back and make sure you have nothing right now yeah yeah but Why? you don't get your fucking money that you spent back do you mm. that's, no, that's the no. other side of that never plant really. counts the dumbest metric though like if yeah, anything and it shouldn't be based on anything but if anything it should be floor space because mm-hmm. like whether you have one monster cropped scrog motherfucker or like 64 micro grows you probably still get the same amount roughly in the same space right so yeah you know it's annoying to have to because i do breeding a lot right and it would be nice for me to be able to just throw in 50 crystalline entities and do an open pollination but mm-hmm. if i do that then i'm fucking breaking the law yeah even though yeah and like it's it's fucked there's so many things that i'm just like i don't think about because it makes me mad but whatever it's better than most i say so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. big blaze has got a good point there best thing about prohibition no plant count he makes a point (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, plant counts are self-imposed in prohibition Mm -hmm. Yeah. How just... much can you get away with? How much do you need? <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to follow all the rules now. Before you just couldn't do it, but now you can do it as long as you have this size plant yeah. with this type of plant, but don't have too many. You're not allowed to do this. You can't just like, fuck you, yeah. man. Fuck you. Just these people as well, when they're passing these laws, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. It's like they yeah. find people who know absolutely nothing to do with cannabis or the culture of cannabis mm-hmm. and they put them in charge and say, there you go, you make up the fucking rules. How about you get somebody who actually knows what they're talking about? You know, like, like you said there, TG plant count. It's, it's, yeah. It's pointless. Well, I was, talking about, I know? was just, uh, I was sitting downstairs today watering my plants and I have a forbidden dream that I've been nurturing now for about five months. <laughs> it's a huge, huge motherfucking plant. It takes up about half of my two by four. I'm probably going to get six to seven, maybe even a half a pound off of the fucker. Yeah. So my, my plant count is 25. What if I grew 25? I could like theoretically, if I had 25 tents, I could literally fill 25 tents because the plant is that big. But mm-hmm. the fact that I can do that versus what people would think of when they think of 25 plants is like what I have in my in my room right now. Small mm. plants, big plants, some vegging clones and shit like that, right? But if I really fucking wanted to, I could pull like 
like a huge amount, right? So really those plant count numbers are absolutely arbitrary, you know? Mm -hmm. Somebody with 50 plants maybe grows fuck all compared to my 25 or even my 10, you know? Like you've seen that Jorge Cervantes video when he's down in Northern Cali in, mm -hmm. in Humboldt. Those fucking plants are pulling, what is it, 10 to 12 kilos or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah monsters. Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> like, this yeah, just insane. Yeah, household. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So sure. this means oh. nothing. It means nothing. I mean, legalized growing four plants here in the UK, my garden will be yeah. four plants. You know, <laughs> just the whole fucking thing will be just four exactly. plants. Man. You could do it, right? We know how to do mm -hmm. that. Um, start the four in December, <laughs> indoors. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. That's why these monsters, man, you'll need to chainsaw or take them down. Mm -hmm. These that's why these bands are so fucking stupid and so just like ugh, you guys, like, come on. You're banning it's like a banning gardening for fuck's sake. Yes. And you know, yeah. as adults, we all know the difference between right and wrong and growing a few fucking plants, you're doing nothing wrong. Fuck these motherfuckers. Don't let them try and tell you that you are yeah. doing wrong. Fuck mm -hmm. them. Fuck them. Well, yeah. I understand the plant counts and legality things, but it all kind of goes back to me thinking, you know, like. In the state where I live, you, you can brew your own beer. Most places you can make your own home brew. But there is a limit on which, how much you're supposed to brew at a time. But I've right. never, ever had anybody tell me that if somebody came in and checked on them. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. That's, that's but, a, thing, a thing here, too, with brewing your own beer and making your own, um, you know, make, making your own spirits and that. Mm -hmm. There is laws behind it. But I've, in, the, in the 35 years of my existence, I've never heard of somebody getting in trouble for for brewing one more beer than they should have or mm -hmm. but you, it, it's just not even a thing it's not even thought yeah. about it's like yeah there is a law but nobody ever polices it so don't worry yeah about so initially, chasing, you know i think initially yeah. the cannabis limits will be looked at but it, you know it, it's going to fade into obscurity eventually people won't even care about them you know that is a good point any like four plant limit everybody's like Ooh, only four plants Nobody's going to come unless you're like sitting out in your yard yelling that I have way fucking too many plants in here. <laughs> Fuck the police, you know, or right, something you like that. You got planted in your yeah. front yard where everybody where can see. To, yeah, you're taking shits in your neighbor's front lawn and he's pissed off at you. So he calls the cops. He's like, Fuck, right. you know, he's got be. six plants in there. Or you have some <laughs> just horrible narc for a NIMBY neighbor or something, you know, but like mm -hmm. generally the police. You know, they have a lot of better things to do. <laughs> They'd be like, how many plants do you have? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think it's on anybody's radar. But again, just be like discreet about it. And it's easier here now, too, because like if, if people smell cannabis, um, it's not like a red flag anymore, right? That's probably, I always say, the number one thing that I take from legalization is not really having to worry about fucking being so mm -hmm. stealthy. Yeah. Um, that's the big thing, I, though, I think, as well. Well, yeah. when it's legalized and you don't have to worry about smelling of weed, then it's a game changer by itself. Yeah, because like the three rules still apply. I, I would say I've been pretty obnoxious about my giant fucking haze plant-looking thing in my backyard, posting it on Twitter and shit because it's fucking awesome. It's seven foot five right now, and it's just laden <laughs> with like it looks like haze. I, I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna call it haze because that's that's blasphemy but uh i don't know anyway it reeks the whole fucking yard is just any any time of the day the sun's on it it's heating it up evaporating in turbs at nighttime the, the air's still just like beautiful skunky mm -hmm. creamy vanilla shit but again it's like if this was like five years ago i'd be just like 
you know sweating buckets all the yeah. time but yeah. and again this that's still the case for fucking quebec and manitoba to bring it all the way back so hopefully that shit goes good for them yeah, but yeah. good luck to jesse and his crew fucking homegirl man it's got to be in there yeah it has to be absolutely so we'll yeah. move on to the forum and podcast news and then uh, wrap up this news section uh, we've only got one thing here which i could think of and it's just a reminder, it's September, so Christmas songs will be back in the shops soon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Somebody to, was already posting about Mariah. Somebody was already <laughs> posting about Mariah. Mm-hmm. So, I was in Costco got... today, and they already have, like, a whole aisle of Christmas shit out. Fuck off. God. It gets yeah. sooner every year. I know. It's September. Eventually, yeah. you're going to have the perpetual Christmas aisle. Right. Why don't we just <laughs> always have Christmas? Just give gifts to people every fucking month. I'll sure. take gifts 12 months of the year. Absolutely. Stupid Christmas doesn't mean shit anyway. Jesus was born in August or something. So the fuck is that? Well, and if weed was legal, my friends would be getting weed more frequently, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is cold and shit too. So I don't I don't know what it's like over there, but here the the like three, four days after Christmas, you'll they'll go, yep, cool, no worries. All the Christmas decorations go, and then they start bringing out hot cross buns. And you're yeah. like, man. Yeah. It's January. Like, what Hot the fuck buns. are you doing? <laughs> like, that, yeah, that's for Easter. Easter, Easter tea. <laughs> oh. oh, I see. I was like, I don't get uh, the hot cross bun thing, the, but the Easter eggs were, come but I out. I didn't get the connection either. So yeah, must be it's it. definitely just... a British thing. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So, and as, as we're recording this, I do a quick shout out for this. Uh, September the eleventh. <laughs> yeah, so, it yeah. is. 9-11, Yeah, it is. It's been twenty-one yeah. years since nine eleven. Since the world changed. Never yeah. forget. Never forget. Friend, uh, friend was in Tower Tower Two when it went down, unfortunately. So yeah. Oh fuck. RIT, oh, dude. He was a first oh, no. responder in the New York City Police Department doing his job, just trying to get people out. He was on about floor. They, they assumed from where they found his stuff about the 40th floor in the, the tower number two when it came down. Do, doing what he loved the most, helping people. Mm. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Crazy shit, man. That day changed the world, like legitimately. It's one of those days. Oh, man. It is one of those days. I remember Absolutely. we're sitting in grade nah, eight in uh, like English class. And we were watching it on. They rolled a TV in because back in high school, I'm that old. Remember, that remember old. them days. Yeah. Remember <laughs> the VCR on the bottom and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we plugged her in, and we were watching, watching the news. Yeah, I was at college, and the teacher came in and was like, uh, "I don't want to concern anybody, but does anybody have?" Any uh, family members in New York? Like, no, 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 because you know these planes have been flown. It's like, oh, that's a sick joke, bro. That you you can't even be telling jokes like that. Nobody thought it was serious, mm-hmm. you know. And then when you leave the class and you're on your way home and you see it on the news, you're like, fuck, he wasn't lying. Damn, this is a long yeah. time ago, though. Hey, eh? like twenty one years I, ago. I remember it very vividly, but yeah, weird, crazy. Yeah, I know I sometimes we talk up. about the conspiracy aspect of things and shit, and but you know, they, it doesn't it, conspiracy or not, it doesn't take away the fact that 3,000 people died on that day. Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what I was gonna say. I remember sitting up and it would have been what three in the morning, two, three in the morning, and just sitting there. And the next minute, across comes the news that the first tower was hit, and I thought, oh, shit, you know. But at the fir- at that point, <laughs> when the when the first plane hit. All the news was talking about was 
that the, the, you know there's been a, an accident mm-hmm. it, they, they weren't even thinking about anything else and then by the time i you know i turned the tv off got up in the morning and then that's when the shit had hit the fan and they started to realize what was going on and then from there on out it was just all everybody was talking about so but wild to think that that was what 20 odd years ago now mm-hmm. and then of course we have the passing of queen elizabeth ii as well which was shit mm. news um, what happens to the monarchy from here? We do not know. But that's a, definitely a conversation for the after party. But, you know, RIP to the Queen, man. That was super shit to find out that she's gone. You know, she's always been a constant presence in everybody's life. Mm-hmm. And now she's not there anymore, which is a bit shit. Mm-hmm. But that is life. Oh, Everybody has yeah. life. Yeah. New $20 bills. Bring it on. Yeah. New money's <laughs> I mean, you five dollars for us. (laughs) So yeah, that's about Uh, it for all the news this week, everybody. There we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. If you see any news stories this week that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then please send them to us via email at highonhomegrown at gmail.com or on social networks like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for High on Homegrown and you'll be able to find us there. And also, of course, if you're a member of Percy's Grow Room, the Cannabis Forum, then you can send us a message. You can send it to either me, Mackie, or Monkey Do, Bubble Huck. We're all over there on the forum. So if you want to send us a news article, just drop us a private message and we'll be able to cover it on next week's show for you. That would be cool. But in the meantime, uh, it would be awesome if you could share this episode with a friend who might enjoy the podcast. We're always looking at making the podcast grow more and more. And it's you guys who can help us do that. So share the podcast if you can. But no pressure if it's illegal in your country and things like that. We don't want anybody getting any trouble. But as usual, thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. Again, share if you can. That is always massively appreciated, but no pressure. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. So stay high and stay safe. We'll see you then. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.